Broadcasting live from Redondo Beach, California, this is Another Take with Mike Sutherland and Jeff Neeson. All right, welcome everyone to Another Take. Uh, I'm joined by my good friend Jeff Neeson. Hello. And our guest today is uh, Rome Ramirez. Hi. From Sublime with Rome. And Hi. our good friend Eric Friedman. Hey. On, we were on like, what, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Was it that short? I feel I like it was, it was like over four a weeks month, ago. Yeah. month or something. It's nice wow. to run on a field trip I today. Could be lost. Yeah, we're actually in Rome's house. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming out. No problem. Yeah. Although, you know, you guys live in Redondo, right? Yeah. So it's not It's not that bad. It's not that bad either. Pretty similar. Yeah. Either yeah. way, no. someone was looking out here. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But yeah, dude, thanks for having us. Um, I'm really excited to do this with you. Um, I've had you in mind as a guest for a while. Uh, yeah. I guess, I don't know how would I explain my role, like how, how I know you, I guess would be doing front of house for Craigslist ad yeah um, <laughs> under the name Hot, Hot Mike, Mike. Hot yeah. Mike. <laughs> blackpeoplemeet.com yeah uh, doing front of house for Sublime and then your solo stuff and filling in here and there whenever you guys need me which absolutely, is pretty sweet absolutely man always a helping hand uh, so let's uh, get started we're kind of wondering what's the uh, first three albums you owned um, self-titled by Sublime was the very very first album I ever owned that was a, uh, that was the first like CD that I asked my dad to buy me. So, I guess that's when I actually like Super really started change. It's yeah. a yeah. insane foreshadowing. <laughs> it's like the most foreshadowing foreshadow of all time. Yeah, the foreshadows. Which is great. Cause it's like, well, now you just need to learn the words. You're like, no, I got the words. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that, I know all the words to that, that was, first album too. That was a crazy <laughs> transition, man. Like, I mean, it was just, it was, it was. I'm not sure we'll get to that, but that was easy. I mean, being such a huge fan. But then, and then I started liking Nirvana. And then Green Day, and then that was, that was like elementary school. And then once I hit junior high, the internet was invented, and I was able to listen to whatever. Whatever you wanted. Yeah, I, I went a little crazy. I brought it back, but yeah, those three albums for sure. Well, we've got Seed kind of ready, and you were just saying you haven't played this in a while, right? Not in a while. No, we haven't played that in probably a couple of years. Let's see. This pretty much sums them up in one song. I was song. just about to say, this is like the, like the quintessential sound of Sublime. Wow. Yeah. I you have like the got, punk rock. You got and the that punk, little, the reggae, the yeah. hip-hop, yeah. you know, like... I feel like transported back to when I was like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, something. Yeah. <laughs> nice high energy Yeah, that song. feeling you can only get when you loved an album at a certain age, you know? Yeah. You hear it yeah. every time, like, oh yeah. Nostalgia, man. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. I remember my friend telling me about Sublime, and I didn't know how to say it. I couldn't figure out. I was like, that's a word? What, what, what is Sublime? I thought they made it up. <laughs> I did, too, for a I long time. I didn't know it was an actual real word until I saw it on, like, a fucking Victoria's Secret commercial or something. I don't know, but... Uh... I was late in the game before I figured out it was a word. I think I, I think it ended up being on a spelling test or something in middle school, and I was like, "It's a band." <laughs> it was like, you had to def- yeah. it was "What a, is Sublime?" Like uh, a band. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you don't capitalize the first letter, now. <laughs> like, no, silly person, Sublime. Um, so, what's your uh, like? How did you get started in the band? Like, what was your? It all started with a girl. Oh, <laughs> did it yeah, really? I, uh, yeah. I met, there's a songwriter and an artist, she's really talented, her name is Kat. I met her. I know Kat. Yeah. Yeah. I met Kat about maybe, I don't know, fuck, a long time ago, seven, eight years ago. Damn, time flies. 
And uh, we were friends, and then we started dating. And you know, Cat Cat's like super talented, so like she's always got like the eyes and from you know everyone's always trying to work with her. And um, she was working with this guy named Louie. And he knows Eric. They're in a band together, and they they record at the same studio and stuff. Eric Wilson, and um, yeah, I started dating Cat, and she she brought me out to Orange County, and that's when I met Louie, and I started working with Louie around the studio, and then after a while I met Eric, and then me and Eric just kind of started jamming. Like I remember, like the first time he pulled up, like there's like you know obviously my favorite band in the world, so it was like you know. A, like legendary moment at that point in my life, but like the first time I ever saw him, like he pulled up to the studio. He's in like his this Mercedes Benz G wagon on like twenty two inch rims, like <laughs> Biggie Smalls blasting like out of the fucking speakers, and he just steps out with like these huge sunglasses and a joint. And I'm like, oh my god, this fool is like a rock star, like <laughs> flash, <laughs> like you know, it's like everything I imagine, you know. And he, you know, he just comes in. He's hella cool, you know. He's 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 quiet by nature, but after a while, he he opens up. But uh, yeah, man, like we just kind of became like jam buddies, you know. And he, he'd have these killer parties at his house, and uh, you know, I'd be over there just be drinking and smoking and shit, and he'd he'd be like, "Yo, man, you want to play a Sublime song?" And I'm like. Fuck yeah, hell yeah, let's go. You know? Hold on, let me hide my boner real yeah. quick. Yeah, right? I Because so. like his his band usually always plays the parties anyway. He he has a a, a a Stooges cover band called the Stymies. So the gear is always set up and the mics are running anyway. But it, it wasn't until then, like when we started jamming, like, you know, it was like, this is fun, man. We just kind of did it for like a year that way. And then um, him and our soon-to-be manager, Cheese, they like got together and... You know, Cheese was like, yo, that's what I'm thinking. And Eric was like, dude, I was thinking the same thing. I say, we do this shit. So then we got a hold of Bud and went up there and jammed and the rest is history. It, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> like one of the first times I saw you uh, with them, I think that was like a Saw Red cover on oh, YouTube. With, yeah, with Cat uh, and Eric. <sighs> yeah. Was yeah. that was that with Bud or was that the Dirty Heads? Or no. Who, was that it like was a percussion player? Or? Yeah, there, there was a percussion um, it was it's this black guy that we used to jam with. His name is Deli. He's a fucking rad rhythm man. I mean, he's tight back there. And um, <coughs> and um, Eric played the guitarone, the big big fat um, oh yeah, <laughs> bass guitar. And um, I jammed acoustic, and and then and then Cat jammed too. Cat Cat sang backups. It was like us five. But that was the first time that anyone's seen. Eric, you know, do that, Play that. Yeah, with yeah. me ever, you know? Right. But prior to that, we had recorded a studio version of Eben. Oh, really? Kelly Vargas on the drums and Eric on bass. And uh, I'm sure you can find it online. Someone's got it. And then me singing. But, yeah, that was a trip. That, that was long, long before Sublime of Throne was even a thought. It's cool. I'll have to track that video it down. It was just kind of fun. You know, we were just kind of like... And is it is 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 there a video of Eben or is it just like the track? It's just the track because I I had the the this is when I was just recording with Louie, you know, and I'm like, you know, it would be really cool, man, if I like did a version of Eben. That's like such a cool ass song. I'd love to cover it, you know. It's before we even met Eric. Is this a guy from Seventeenth Street? Yeah. That, okay. Louis okay. Richards. Okay. Okay. I've met him a couple times. And um, and uh, he's like, yeah, you should track it, you know. And so like, we had Deli throw some drums down, and I I you know did the parts and sang to it. And then one day Eric was over and Louie was like, yo, dude, would you be down to play bass on this track? 
And um, he's like, yeah, what song is it? He's like, it's your song, Evan. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, all right, yeah, whatever, I'm down. He's like, you know what? Kelly Vargas is supposed to be swinging through my house. If you want him to stop by here, he can come and play drums. Um, he was like one of the original drummers for Sublime as well. It's like the other eight. Um, but, <laughs> it like there's a lot. But, uh, yeah. and, uh, and he came by and just he laid it down. Man, it was it just happened like in one night. You know, it was rad. All right, I found the video of Saw Red. Do you mind if I? Let's hear it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly this turned into a roast. <laughs> no roasting. No roasting. No, no. What's I mean, with that? Sh- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was like, I mean, I was so nervous, dude. I was like the first time I ever jammed with Eric, you know, like on camera. I probably would be too. It's crazy. Although I sent that link to everybody. Of course. <laughs> the moment I got you the upload, to, yeah. dude, I was like. <laughs> Even Eric looks way different back then. Yeah. Same I had no tattoos. That's <laughs> yeah. too broke. Yeah, oh, everybody wants to get tattoos. Get cool. Funny how things change like that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the video. Sorry. Seems like Kat's doing really well right now. Yeah, just dude, from like the social media. Shit. She yeah. got that song with Ti. That's really rad. Yeah. Oh, really? She's been working her ass off though. It's like she cool cries, to see when man. someone She's... like. Cats Makes it happen. Cats are town. That's, mm-hmm. that's undeniable. No question. <laughs> Eric's so funny. <laughs> just, Bro, that's him. Just chilling yeah, back there. Yeah. Just chilling. I swear. Just hanging out. <laughs> like I've never. It's crazy. I think the only time I've ever seen him really get like super, super like into like like, like high energy, physically high energy performance is when like he he brings his kid up on stage. Then he cracks that smile, you know. He's like me, Billy, you know. But uh, he's <laughs> just—he's like—he's just thinking about other shit while he's jamming. Like, like it totally. Like you look at him, you're like, "What the hell's going on behind those glasses?" And it's just—he—he he goes into like autopilot jam because he's been playing these songs for eternity, and he's just like, "Huh, man." He's just thinking about everything, you know. Everything. How old's his kid? Billy's uh, fifteen now. Fifteen. Um, bass player also, or what? Uh, he's in drums. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he plays in uh, drumline. He's he's pretty badass. He's a he's a big kid now, man. You know, he's very very smart. Very, cool. He's like his dad, you know, just massive and oh, talented. Cool. You know, <laughs> big in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Yeah, he's taller than me. It sucks. He's like taller than all of us. <laughs> and then when he was like ten, and he, he was still like almost as tall as me. Yeah, he's coming. Hi guys. Hey hi, guys. Hi guys. I was like, hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, so does that, is that the kid I met on the, the tour like three years ago? Prob- yeah, possibly. Billy, yeah. I mean, is it, that's his only son? Yeah. Yeah, it's his only kid. Okay. Yeah, because he was out for like a week, I think, on that tour. Yeah, Billy mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Yeah, he took a shit in the bus the size of like Shaq's shoe, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but he bagged it, so he threw it out the window. <laughs> oh, he did, he did the hot bagged. Hot oh, yeah. bagging it. Good yeah. boy. Not many people know about the hot bagging. Well, that's a... It's Not a, a lot of bag- people need to know about <laughs> yeah. the bag of shame. Trade, is, <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking of your Friday night, but... <laughs> it's for another day. That is for another story. <laughs> um, the hot bag. <laughs> God. This sounds terrible. Yeah. Where did, I it's need a pretty perfect explanation, though. A hot bag? <laughs> Yeah, hot bag coming through. Look out! I need a window. <laughs> you don't need yeah, much if, of a definition. If you huh? reach that level on tour, you're in trouble. 
You need to. <laughs> Bus driver's like, oh, nope, not pulling over. Not yeah, pulling sorry. over. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, back to like your, your top three. What, uh, what, what was the second record you think you got? Uh, it was, it was Nevermind from, from Nirvana. That was like, yeah, that was equally as prolific. I mean, those, those two bands really like kicked me out the gate and made me a rocker. Prior to that, I was just into rap and reggae. You know, I was like, cause I could, I, I was handed tapes when I was like nine years old coming out of a Seven Eleven with my dad. The KML Jams was a radio station in the Bay when they used to play all the hip hop and premiere all the new um, rap music and they were hanging out at a 7-Eleven like a tent and they were just giving Dow tapes you know and I snapped two and I went to Mexico and listened to that and I was like this is it you know I fell in love with rap and hip hop like immediately and um, and then it was like that for you know probably like six years until I heard Sublime and then it was like literally like that summer I found out who Sublime was and by September school starts I was like a rocker like oh, really? immediate, like a Chuck Taylor's, like a, you know, <laughs> cut shorts. Like it was just overnight. I was like, this is my calling. I want to get a guitar. I want to play music. This is it. And do you yeah. remember who the, uh, the artist was, the hip hop artist? Um, yeah, I do. His name was, it was, I think it was a group. It was called Sons of Men. I've tried to look them up, but, uh, it was Sons of Men. And then, uh, the other tape was by this other guy named Gonzo. And he was talking about just like shooting cops and running from them in the alleys. And I was just like, this is dope. <laughs> like in my head, like, you know, I saw the video and everything. And I don't think it was really big. I mean, I couldn't have really. No one knows who the hell that is. But I honestly haven't heard it in decades. Wait, so it's, it's S-U-N-Z? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I probably terrible. Mike don't quote me on this. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, that's okay. When you're <laughs> young, if you're you listening, don't know, dog, yeah. it's, you know, hey, my bad. <laughs> but All right, do you want to hear it? Let's... Oh, hell yeah. What do you hear? That? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Soldiers of, of Darkness. Oh I don't God. know. I don't know what year this is. <laughs> this had to have been like 94, well, 95. On Wikipedia, it says that they're a Wu Tang Clan affiliated group. Okay, oh. so I knew what was up. All right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. It was all right. There was a Wu-Tang affiliate yeah, who chopped his dick off. So. <laughs> Two-story building or something? Wait, what? Back, I, I don't know that doesn't story. Mean much. What? Wait, what? No, we don't know this story. Oh, you don't know that story? No. Well, he's not really... Well, he was at one point. They denounced was it the shit out was of it in like, so Was it within the last like, six months? It was within the last or? year. Was, okay. Yeah, it was like last year. Okay. Okay. Last year, I think. Those dick-cutting off stories don't come around very often. Like, so I do vaguely remember. This dude got really high yeah. off dust, oh, yeah. uh, off uh, PCP, and, uh, and he like kind of lost his mind, uh, obviously, and he cut his dick off and jumped from, I think, a three-story building. But he lived to tell another day. Do you want to though at that but, point? But, <laughs> but did his dick is the question. Nah. No, it There's videos survive. of him online too going like, yo, this is the reason why I did it. It's true. I do not have a penis anymore. It's, it's fucking crazy. And then Wu-Tang's ah. like, we don't know him. We yeah, didn't they, fuck with him. Yeah, <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> never seen him before in my life. I don't know who that dude is. God. Is that worse than like being affiliated with like Marilyn Manson and sh- like killing people? Nah, man. I mean... <laughs> That's all good and all. Is Manly <laughs> Manson killing people? No. Manly Manson, you know, he's, he, you know he's, he's a smart dude. Yeah. Oh, no. he's People just, I guess by the way you dress, they kind of like lump you into a category of people immediately. But listening to someone like that, I mean, hey, man. For someone. Yeah. What is this? This is this, it. Uh, is this this is it. 
This one has a lot of views. This one's half million. There's people listening. Dude, how, how much of a trip would it be if I just went into all the lyrics? Like yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, I haven't listened to this since straight I was like through. Yeah. Ten. Is this one of the songs? So this yeah. is an old song. I was wondering if it was still around. So this was it for me for like six, seven years. It was this kind of shit. Sons Always. of Men. Wow. Then it went into nothing but a bunch of rock and punk rock and reggae. Right. And then it dipped back in. And then I, I, yeah, that's like my three favorite music on earth is rap, punk rock, and reggae. When did you start songwriting? I was older. Uh, I was like 15, 15 probably. Really? I mean, when I actually started really doing it, you know, when I started singing and shit. Because I used to just sing like covers. I was at a party one time in high school, and um, we were all just drinking and shit, and you know, I was a little buzzed. I was feeling liquid courage, you know? And uh, some girl was like, because I was just playing guitar, and she was like, sing a song. I'm like, oh, I don't sing. You're crazy, you know? She's like, come on, sing a song. So I, I sang like Bad Fish or some shit, and uh, this dude was like, dude, you're a fucking really good singer. And I'm like, really? And then I just... Kept it going after that. I was like, all right, I guess I'm all right on the vocals. So I'm like, it's funny it if you had said the opposite, who knows what would have happened? That dude, first opinion yeah, was like, yeah. dude, yeah, if you they were like, you, you fucking suck. <laughs> just, Don't do right. that. Go back to Never playing singing guitar. Again. I'd be Good like, to know. Cool, all right. It's a good thing it was a girl that asked. Yeah, dude. <laughs> if it was yeah. a dude, they'd be like, fuck you. You sound so pretty. It's those little moments in life you don't see coming and they mean so much. Yeah, man. And I think that's why, like, you got to be, like, encouraging to people as well, you know, because, like, Mm -hmm. what you just said, like, you know, had she told me something different, who knows what the outcome would have been, you know? And obviously, like, when you grow older, you kind of know to, you know, brush things off or whatever, you know, because you've learned that through life. But at that young age, you know, you're so malleable and, like, the things that people say to you do have an impact, man, you know? So, Yeah. God bless her for saying that she liked my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, primarily guitar growing up, or do you play any other instruments when you're... I play everything now, but I started with just guitar. And then, um, you know, obviously I picked up bass. My, my dad played drums for a punk band. So in my garage, there was always every instrument. We had turntables, guitars, bass, drums, uh, vocal PAs, everything. Nice. So... You know, by nature, like of me just digging music, I started to just wander around and in the room and like, oh, this looks fun, you know, and started playing with stuff. But once I started to like record, like, like write songs, I immediately got into recording. I wanted to put those songs on the internet and I wanted to get them out. And this is way before SoundCloud and even before MySpace at the time. But so I, I like kind of started getting into recording music a lot and, you know, that like kind of forced me to like learn how to play some keys to add some keys to my songs forced me to learn how to program drums so I can put some you know drums behind it and so it kind of opened me up to to other you know avenues in in music but it predominantly was guitar and it still is to this day did you ever take like keyboard lessons or anything like that no I took one guitar lesson once when I was 12 years old and I knew a couple bar chords and I went in there and I told my dad, I was like, I want to get a guitar lesson. I want to learn how to play even better. 
And he's like, all right. And I went in there and he sat me down and he like started me off with this, this finger placement and all this shit. And I'm just like, yo, man, I, I'm already comfortable with the way I play. Yeah, we're past that. Like, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk some theory, you know? And um, I mean, I hated it. I hated it. And I told my dad, I came out of that and I was like, I never want to go back. And that was, that was the last time I ever took a lesson in music because it was just, I mean, I'd, I'll take lessons all day on YouTube and, you know, and like to, you know, make my song sound you know, better and stuff. But and I just, at the time, at that age, like I, I had to do it the way I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. you know, when I wanted, if I wanted. Yeah. That's what YouTube does for you now. You can like, if the video's boring and you're not getting anything for it, you next. can just stop it. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't no, do, do that whatever. with the instructor. No. no. no way, like, man. uh, no, next. <laughs> yeah. Next and you had to pay a lot more money. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny because the like when I started taking drum lessons, you know, they, they just start you with like basic rudiments. Yeah, totally. And it's like, okay, no, no, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, left, right, right, left, left. Like that's it. And you're and as an eight year old, I was like, uh-uh. 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 Yeah. Put no. me back in my room with no, no, my no, no, hands no. on. Yeah, like, play ACDC. They'd, yeah. let me, they'd let me play like the last five minutes of the day. I could actually play a real drum kit. But everything else was played on a practice pad. Oh, man. Yeah, my man, whole lesson. Awful. I wouldn't have been able to hang with that. Well, yeah. I, I did I probably would have quit long. guitar, honestly. I would have yeah. quit guitar. It wasn't until I got like into a, a band in like middle school <laughs> where I was like playing with people and sucking yeah. terribly. But playing with people... That it was like okay yeah yeah like I guess I could I could kind of figure this out yeah you you gotta suck you, you have know? to suck oh, you man. have to mm-hmm. oh and the, the worst people are afraid of sucking and it's like sucking's the best part <laughs> seriously man. yeah, you know? yeah, yeah like, just fumble your way through for a while yeah, <laughs> yeah. have, have fun while better. you suck yeah because then when you get good then then you start to treat it like a career and a profession and it's, yeah it's, it's really easy suck, when man. you suck yeah it's really, it's really fun everyone's really just fun. having a good time yeah. you're like we're just doing this because we want to. We don't sound good. There's no complicated contracts when no. you suck. That was how I started playing drums, too, was just in bands with friends. I yeah. got a kit. I was like, I kind of know how this kit works. Well, and then you start playing awful. along to records, and that like teaches you a whole slew of crap. Yeah, you watch yeah. other you know? drummers when you go to a show. Yeah, yeah. It's just absolutely nuts. And then, I mean, I can still kind of read music, um, and I'll, I'll practice like my rudiments nowadays, Like, but for the most part, like... Though that was early years, I pro- I don't know how I made it through that. Like I hated it, <laughs> I hated, it. and I never practiced. Yeah, some some people it works for. I mean, and you got drummers like Josh Freeze, man. He's like, he's he's been playing drums his whole life. I don't think he's ever sucked. So yeah, I was gonna say he's probably never missed that, a beat. That yeah, last section doesn't apply to Josh, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to everyone else in the world. Yeah, he he sucked at a time no one else was even playing any instrument yet. Like he was like four or five. Yeah, that was like pre Bieber days right. before people still, were throwing their kids yeah. in the studio at like four. Still just amazing he could play drums. <laughs> he had a good upbringing. I mean, his dad was a freaking band leader, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, for for Disney. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some he's got some crazy stories too. His family is just all musical, right? Yeah, his mm-hmm. his his brother Brian Gomez. <laughs> what? This was a long story. Oh, uh, Jason? Yeah, Jason. Jason. Okay. I call him Brian Gomez. Um, he's 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 wicked on the horns and on the keys. Like he's he did some stuff for the new Sublime Throne record coming out on the album. Yeah. Stoked to have him on. I mean, he's tight. What's it like writing with Josh? Josh is a very talented guy. He he can play a lot of different instruments. Um. He he has a knack for arrangement and things like that, but you like well I guess he wouldn't really be surprised he plays for Vandals but he writes really badass punk songs I really? mean like 
some really cool, sick, gnarly ones, man. Like he's he's a he's a, he's a talented dude, man. You know, he he can jam on guitar and on bass and everything. And playing drums, we're watching him record drums. It's like something that you see out of the movies or something. Like, dude, you know how it is. You you spend some time in the studio, Mike. It's like drums are the hardest part of mm-hmm. the entire album process, typically. You know, unless you're singing as like a diva or something, but usually the drums are the hardest part, you know, to, to get the drummer and get the right takes, to get the right feel, you know. And when you work with someone like Josh, I mean, it's it's literally like three takes. And it's, yeah. a lot of the time it's a first take, you know. But the, the dude has just got, he, he just hears the song once and already knows like where it needs to go, you know. And, and yeah, he just, he's a, he's a fucking pro, man. How, how much of a groove do you put on beforehand for him um like, well i mean the usually everything everything starts with you know just the with song your product. okay with with the song N- nothing even produced yet just just uh meet like vocal and guitar and then i'll play it for the guys and we'll go either yo is this a song that we want you know with like mpc kind of you know program drums or do we want live kit or do we want both you know and for this last record we really blended all three of them basically for everything, and um, and yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it was a. Uh, it, it all starts with the song, so so it basically starts groove primarily kind of forms with you after with you know yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is depending on the line, the bass line that Eric drops, like the drums might not work anymore, you know. So then it's like okay. We got to go back because Eric's got such a peculiar way of playing bass. You know, it's, it's very syncopated with the kick drum, mm-hmm. and and you know he 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 has a way of playing very percussive. You know, and starts low and goes high, and you know, even though he may be playing the same notes, it feels like he's taking you for a walk with his bass lines a lot of the time. So it's really tricky for a drummer to 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 play with that, but not on top of it. You know, mm-hmm. and and yeah, man, sometimes it works for, you know, some of the bands and some, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, with guys like, you know, Bud God and like Josh, I mean, it, it just, they, they get it, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, you've done a, your fair share of songwritings with other people too. I mean, how much of it do you think boils, like, boils down to lyric versus melody? You think it's all melody? You think it's... It all depends on what genre you're going for, typically. Um, I would say, and this, obviously, there is no rule. Um, but from from what I've gathered, in my opinion, I feel like in pop music, it's predominantly melody-driven. The lyrics aren't necessarily yeah. the, the main focal point. But in, uh, you know, songs like songs that aren't pop music, basically, everything else, you know, it, it's, it's lyrically important. However, I feel, having said that, the greatest and the most successful songs in history are both. Right. In my opinion. I feel right. like that's when you have, like, a Christina Aguilera, I'm Beautiful. That's, that's when you have a stairway to heaven, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. everything is just on point. They came with the A game. Mm-hmm. Right. Perfect you know, those, those are the big songs. But I do think you can get away and get, you know, multiple hits on the radio by not like sitting around and you know painstakingly finding every right. single word, but really just locking in crucial, crucial mind, memory, glue melodies. Mm-hmm. Right. 
um, Jeff and I were driving over here and uh, we were talking about like a couple songs that we really love. And I actually just posted this video of um, George Harrison writing something by the Beatles with the band. And it's really crazy. Like, when yeah. you, uh, oh, it's, yeah. I, don't, I think I'm, it's, I'm in, not, in like, my opinion, it's the most biggest it's like a perfect... fan in the world. I mean, I, I like the Beatles, but I, I'm, I'm not uh, familiar with their entire catalog. Check, check this. Uh, they have a pretty large catalog. Yeah, yeah. they, yeah, they got, like, It's hard yeah. to hear it all. I do like them, and I'm not familiar with the whole yeah. catalog. Something in the way she moves. It's preview one, I think. Dead each time. Just say whatever comes in dead each time attracts me like a cauliflower until you get the word. <laughs> oh, totally. That's awesome. This one, like for about six months. You have that 15 people joining in there. No. I mean, just that line. I couldn't think of anything like a. That's sitar. It sounds. I don't think it is. But I don't know. It's, it almost sounds. Like, yeah, really close. I know they use one. Of those yeah, songs. he's, he's a sitar guy. I don't remember which ones. <laughs> that was Ringo. I had to be Ringo, right? <laughs> Just <laughs> yelling out words, yeah. <laughs> trying to get it. It's like they're trying to mess them up. <laughs> Do you have the now that you're, yeah, the song yeah. that's done? We'll post this. Uh, well, it's a SoundCloud link, I think. We'll yeah, post yeah. it on our website. Yeah. That's really cool. The best is when. But they, this song, I think, is it's perfectly written. Yeah. In terms of he, he like, for me, a good songwriting, it's it, it's formulaic, but it still keeps you guessing. You know, absolutely, man. I mean, and gotta this, have formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be some structure for if in the pop world, anyways. Uh-huh. Um, and this song is just great. Like the chorus, the bridge is the key change. And this song is like constantly changing keys, but still saying within a, a formula. Mm. So, which is cool about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know this joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know this record. Something in the way she. So this is rocking the A minor right here. Right. Chromatic. Did we talk about this in the last podcast? I don't think so. I think we had it queued up for a possibility. Right. Okay. Tell the possum so rudely interrupted us. <laughs> Bass lines are just phenomenal. This is the part that rocks though, so this is where the key changes to A major. So now we're in the major key. But still, like, I'm just going to play. Chromatic. So sick. But then again, I love this part. Get you right back to your C major. Right. We're talking about the key change. Yeah. Row. 
Rome got up to grab a beer. Yeah. yeah. May the fourth be with you. Oh, true. Oh, yeah, it is, huh? We should really watch some Star Wars at some point. Yeah. Uh, I have a suggestion. There's a video that I just recently watched. Um, to a little backstory to prepare for the Force Awakens, um, which comes out Christmas, I believe, of 2015. Oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, we just recently watched the entire Star Wars series. One to six? Uh-huh. And um, when, when we got to episode one, you know, it uh, it's just a bummer of a fucking movie. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so bad, the dude. second Jar Jar like, pops in. That's, yeah, it's Jar Jar just, Binks just... And, oh, and like, we're rough. fucking right off the Star Wars trilogy hype. We're just like, yeah, you know, like, woo, here we go. So one, we're just trekking through being our, you know, best scouts that we could be. And it's just, we had to turn it off. You, you've seen so, it before, haven't you? Uh-huh. The one? Okay. I, I have so it was years ago. Hated it then, hate it now. You know, I, I figured I was a little more mature now. Maybe I can see past Jar Jar Binks and the bullshit, but it's just a bad movie. Yes. So, Tom, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, Hold up, real quick. one of my good buddies. I just want everyone to know I have refused to see all three of those movies. Okay. Really? I don't no, know, but here's, here's what's what going. he's, he's going to tell you. Is, yeah. Here, I you found the now. way. There's a way. There's a way. Online, there's a video that my friend Tom found, and it took the best parts. The only good parts of all of them, and fused them into one mega movie, which is about an hour fifty minutes long. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it's, it's good. It's fucking bomb. It's a good movie. One through six. Cut out all the fat. There's one, one two, scene one, two, with Jar Jar okay. Binks for like ten seconds, and that's it. He's done. He's out. Awesome. They, no, actually, there is no scene. They only they they start the movie right at the main battle <laughs> of Episode One, the the last fight scene. And you then, could skip all that, yeah. yeah. And then they trim up all the fat in between. And that, that's, that's the way you watch those three, to catch you up on the stories. So, so you're saying, so just for the hell of it, I should watch that instead of Absolutely. the other three? It's like Absolutely. The Cliff, Cliff Notes version. I kind but of, it's like a, I kind it's a of solid three. movie. Three didn't bother me too much. Two I thought was okay. That one was, was I think atrocious. Three, but I'm, I'm with you all the way. I think it had the most of three in it, didn't it? It had the majority three, of three. I thought three was good. Yeah. yeah. It was the best. It yeah. was the best, best one. one. Wow. I... Yeah, I've kind of avoided all of them. The look of them just kind of bothered me. It's like, ugly. Three even looked different. 3D. Three was a lot Everything darker. Done in a green screen. It's yeah. terrible looking. I think everyone hated the first two so much that three was just like lingering bad taste in the mouth. Where yeah. Like, no one wanted be. to even give it a chance. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it is because I, yeah. I gave it a good chance. I've seen it a few times. I dig it. Yeah, it's not as bad. I'm excited for the new one. New one's going to be good. I'm a big Abrams fan. So. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's it's funny he got Star Trek and Star Wars. I, Doing something right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I even watched who, who the, 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 the end. Who would the music producer version of that be? Uh, uh, John J- Williams, JJ Abrams <laughs> of JJ Abrams, where you could do two different. Well, oh, I know. It's it's uh, Rick it's, Rubin. Oh uh, yeah, either Rick Rubin or uh, what's his name, Mutt Lang, because mm. Mutt Lang did uh, his wife at the time. He did uh, his wife at the time. Uh, <laughs> oh, what, what's her name? Shania Twain. Shania that, that, Twain. That's right. That Shania Twain record that like blew up. I don't know. I haven't heard her name in a, in a minute. Rick Rubin was a pretty solid one. He can go, you know, back and forth, both sides. I mean, uh, that's a tricky thing, you know, to to be able to understand. You know, and fully understand two different genres of music and be successful right. at both and producing them. I mean, that's a that's definitely a, 
a talent. I mean, to think that he went from Shania Twain to a, or from ACDC to Shania Twain. This is oh yeah yeah Mutt Lang yeah is just ridiculous. That's and both of them are the two and and Def Leppard. Well, Def Leppard's pretty similar to ACDC. Was he the one that did the big Def Leppard album? Yeah. Okay, so he's like kind of like a, a Nazi in the studio, isn't he? Yeah, I know. By the way, like he really, just, really he, he just did the new Muse record too. Okay, but isn't he like kind of like really intense? Yeah, there are rumors on the the Def Leppard record that he made them play each track of guitars was three tracks and each note in a chord was one track. So if that makes sense. So. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly really the only way to play yeah. it. On, on tape, Rome. On tape. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man. He, he obviously knows something. He got results, but. Yeah. Oof. I don't know. I'd, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll pass. Hey, I. But his drum sounds, I think, are pretty iconic as 80s drum sounds go. Yeah. I, I mean, I, have you heard the new Muse song? I actually haven't, and they're one of my favorite bands. Well, I've just heard the one, actually, when you were on the podcast, when we played yeah, that oh, song, yeah. but I haven't heard Play, the, is there I haven't heard one? it either. They have one they on have the radio new, now. New I haven't one? heard the radio one. Um, I really like their first once. albums. They're, they're like some of my favorite albums that ever existed. Uh, Absolution was so good. Origins of Symmetry. Uh-huh. Oh, Origins of Symmetry is freaking amazing. Just a phenomenal record, man. Yeah, it's so Absolution is fucking great, too. Where is it? Uh... It's funny we talk about songwriting too, because with him, it's almost like his melody just takes you all over the place, and the lyrics are so. Some you can connect to, some not. They're kind of like yeah. out there, but his, he's so good that he can pretty much just do anything, and it's awesome. His melody yeah. is just so, like it's a whole phenomenal. Other yeah, and and obviously the production of the albums are killer too. But he's a great so, singer. This isn't the single, but they released it. Cool. Yeah, this is the one we listened to. I thought they released a single now. They did. Yeah. I just like this one better than the other one. I've only heard it. I heard it once. It caught a a piece of it on the radio. (laughs) Such a Chevy truck commercial. For real. I heard they have like a senator come out and die on stage or something. What? Some crazy stage props going on. Like, really? Where they hire two actors at the end of the night or something. Don't quote me on this, but they, like a senator or something, like some guy dressed in a suit, supposed to be a senator, gets stabbed or by like. Oh, wow. Guar styles. Just, yeah, like theatrical, man. Really? I'm curious I, to see that, yeah. I would love to see that. I'm going to Google yeah, I saw, that right I think now. I saw him like five <laughs> years ago, up. so I don't know what they've been doing recently. They're like operatic. They're so good. He's just like, music. he is so good yeah. at pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Piano, guitar, everything. shredding guitar player. Yeah. And voice obviously speaks for itself. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking gangster, man. 
Oh yeah, I was Matt just Bellamy. My friend works at uh, Webster Hall in New York, and Muse is playing there on Friday. Oh, if no you could imagine seeing oh, Muse man. at Webster Hall, Dude. tiny. What's going on? That I wonder why. Yeah, apparently Webster Hall is like the new like cool spot. Like, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, City? Foo Fighters oh. did did a show there when they um, put out their new record and did like the the TV show and everything. Oh, it's just of dude. It's tiny as fuck. Yeah, how, yeah. I, um, I've never how like how tiny it, like I think I think Webster tiny. Or? No, okay. not that tiny. I needed like, something for scale. It's like this it's room like is bigger than yeah. two thousand, right? <laughs> it's probably I would say twelve hundred. So yeah. like Roxy size, maybe something like that. Maybe no, a little That's bigger even than a Roxy. Bigger. Okay. Yeah, but the load in is the craziest thing because it's thirty-one stairs. There's no elevator. What? Oh, yeah, sucks. There's no elevator. So they they used to have these big burly black guys like these like just they look like every one of them looks like a linebacker. And they would load your gear up to the frickin' stage. That's such a bummer, man. They have to out in New York. And now they have... You can't touch your gear. Yeah, now they have roadies do it. Like, guys that tour for a living. They're all tiny, but they've got, like... They're, like, ten of them that that carry one frickin' case up all 31 stairs. At a time? Dude, and it's so steep. It's not like it's a nice, gradual... Oh, it's New York. It's up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, talk about... That's a real bummer, man. Yeah. That's All in the name of rock and roll, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd imagine you can't go in with too much production there, so it's at least yeah, everything's it, probably cut it's down. It's gonna be a cool like punk style show. Yeah. Right? Oh, they're playing next week with. They uh, should just have set gear at places like those. Like. Yeah, but bands like that. I know. Well, of course they're gonna bring in most of it. But, I mean, Matt's guitar rig alone. Is I know he's true. got. Oh, he has a freaking chaos oscillator true. on there, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, dude, that's back to yeah. the start of it. It's crazy back there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find a live video of him doing his. What what would I? Oh, it's like oscillating. No, the the Muse live like senator. Oh yeah, type in that. Killing senator on Muse tour. Senator live kill. (laughs) Dead death. Dead dying. (laughs) Lemonparty.org. Blue waffle. Uh, No, I can't. Nothing. If you go to lemonparty.org, there's a... No, nope. it's okay. That's, that's where the video is. You, you didn't react, there's so I thought link. I had a window. I was oh, like, nice. fuck, all right, sweet. Nope. Solid. Been there. Done that. Solid. Dude, Brett... Too many times. Brett from Pepper sent, like, the four... Like, me, Kaleo, um, uh, Yasad, all, a, like, a text on our group thread for the album. He's like, hey... um, just just saw a freaking fight tomorrow got canceled. Check out this freaking oh, news. We got the black dick. Yeah, <laughs> got the you same got thing. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Did you get it? No. Oh, Good. My God. You're lucky. Yeah, be happy. <laughs> I don't want to know. It's this freaking massive black dude just sitting in a chair with his like legs wide open and his arms on his knees. Yeah, like this. Was his dick just hanging? Was like, your text like fight's been canceled because yeah. Mayweather, Mayweather's been the... injured? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I was like, Did he get? And then I was like, oh, I get it. It's a joke. But I bought into it at first. I was so like, you were trying. I mean, I solved the riddle too. Uh, I was like, no way. Meant, he but- got like fucked to death. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened, man? He's never fighting again. <laughs> He's done. Pacquiao wins. <laughs> How was the fight? I mean, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I mean, you know, it was what I expected. Yeah, yeah. nice and boring. Yeah. No, it, it really was, was boring. It was yeah. Boring as hell. It, it, was, it was, yeah. They were just doing the roll run around hugging thing, and I don't know. Just it was the dollar signs in their hands, both of them. I expected yeah. a little more, yet I expected the results. I mm-hmm. was there. 
So yeah. I'm kind of torn, you know. It's like I, I, the young boxing fan of me believed that it was going to be like, you know, the fight of the century. So maybe bring boxing back, shit. but yeah. no, pretty much yeah. just but then boxing the adult, right. I think you know, intelligent me now is just kind of like, dude, it's a business. Come on. Like, yeah. There's things that are in play that it need to be done. I felt like it was Mayweather's job to go in there and just win it at all costs like he always does. And it was up to Manny to make it an actual interesting fight. He didn't. Yeah. I wanted to see... I wanted to see him just throwing wildly, even if he was going to miss, and just just land something because I knew everyone knew he wasn't going to win on the cards. Yeah, yeah. So I like that story, but he's hometown. like, you know, I thought I won the fight. I feel like that's just conditioned in his <laughs> yeah. mind I, I get like, it. as a fighter. Yeah. Either way, I mean, th- those two are two of the most talented boxers in history. Yeah. And, and Mayweather, the, the safest guy in prison history. Yeah, it was still <laughs> yeah. good that the fight happened. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but. One of them beats his wife or his girlfriends repeatedly. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, he is the allegedly. Best <laughs> allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. That, what's, that's his no, thing. No. Like, no photos, I no mean, photos. That's what he just says, dude. Just, I just saw like some video footage of him, like of his kids running into like security office to go and uh, alert them that their dad oh, yeah. was beaten. I saw it on Reddit or something. I, and I, I got saw like a code for it. I, yeah, like I saw a written a written document by one of his kids. Yeah, dude. I saw that it's too. Crazy. Oh, so I didn't sad. See that. It's like Oh my dad told me to go wrong. in the office. <laughs> yeah. I noticed the, the grammatical errors too. Yeah the grammatical errors <laughs> for everything. It's like pictures. Kids like cry for help that. but I'm just like man you should really spell that right jeez. God you got stupid kids too. <laughs> Not only do they have a mom that gets beat by the dad, but oh man, so not intelligent. So not so Nirvana, huh? I think he could afford better schools for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to find that Muse thing, and I couldn't. Mm. But yeah, let's see. Oh, the maybe dead it was a real senator that died on stage in the video. It's not. <laughs> it wasn't a stage it's show. Like faces of death. Shotgun snare. Oh yeah, man. Which big? I love that bass tone. Dude, it's so, so nasty. Good. Yeah. Oh, it's blood. I love that. What is it about this record that grabbed you? You think, Rome? Um, well, it was just the first Nirvana record I heard. My favorite record from Nirvana was Bleach. And you're, uh, but, uh, I don't know. It was, it was just, it was hard. I never listened to, like, uh, rock like that. I think it was, like, between them and Sublime, it was, like, my introduction to punk rock. You know, because, uh, Kurt wrote a lot of, like, punk rock music and, like, I liked Nevermind. Um, the, the album was great. I mean, I think it really encompassed raw sounding, like rock music, and then mixing it in with amazing melodies and like you know almost like pop melodies, you know. And um, it just kind of opened my mind to like, okay, this 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 music, where's it coming from? You know, like. He's, mm-hmm. he's obviously inspired by some pretty heavy shit, so yeah. I wanted to know what it was. You know? Actually, speaking of, I think that documentary comes out tonight, The Montage of Heck. Oh, oh is it? Kurt Cobain documentary? Really I, I think it's tonight. It's a documentary about Kurt Cobain and his life on HBO. 
Oh, how cool. I want to watch I think it comes it, out tonight, I want to say. It premiered at Sundance and got awesome. Reviews. I heard it was amazing. I, I got to watch things. that. Yeah, montage That's of heck. Tight. Yeah. He had access to everything. Um, Courtney Love gave him, like, the key to the storage unit and, like, old tapes and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, how it was, like, cool, little footage man. of him, just, like, his little kid. And he's yeah. like, hi, I'm Kurt Cobain. Like, that was on the preview. I was like, no yeah. way. It's supposed to be the best oh, documentary. Oh, man, yeah. That's and a it, tearjerker. And yeah. it's just... it. it Specifically said in the stuff I read that it like leads up to the end, but it doesn't go into all that the stuff. That Courtney and Kurt all, crap. Yeah, yeah all the stuff that's always been talked life. about. They yeah. wanted to show his life. That's dope, and that's what why I meant. That's what's going to get me really interested in that documentary. Yeah, is that. like not the whole Courtney who who killed Kurt. Shit, right. You know? like, they weren't into doing that. We will never know. That's that. So. You know, forget about it. Yeah, just, just enjoy. You're taking every time you think about that, behind. you're taking away from exactly. his legacy as a person, right? Why do you want to know about that stuff? Isn't it more important what he did? Yeah, like, who? 100%. Who cares at this point? Who directed it? J.J. Uh, Abrams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I love it. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah, when he was 16 years old, he no, had this I, time warp, right? I, forget, <laughs> I think someone newer, someone who just really wanted to make the movie. I forget who it was though. I'm look it up. Yeah. Montage of heck. But yeah, I read some reviews on it after Sundance and it was really good. Yeah, I've read nothing but good things about it. Mm. What was cool about his songwriting too is like so simple, you know, four chord things. Yeah. Like what he was able to he do. He loved with, the Beatles, man. Yeah. And you can hear it. You know, I mean, they they were sweet melodies, sweet pop melodies on such a raw, hard back of music. Yeah. 98% and rock. I think any artist who plays that contrast is. Is fucking with some good shit. Yeah. You know? Like, it's true. When you can do that the right way, you're going to have some listeners. Yeah, it's the overthinking it sometimes that kind of, as a songwriter, gets in the way for me. If you try to do too many chords, you try to do too much as a guitar player, and then all of a sudden it gets confusing for the listener. Smart, yeah. yeah, if you're trying to write a pop song, you can't have a million chords. I mean, I shouldn't say can't, but... But yeah, it's stick not, with the four good ones. There's and a go formula, to town. you know. Yeah. Like same, same with same with books. You know, you'd be bummed if you popped open and it's the end, and then you yeah, read the backwards. You know, main character dies right away. You know, yeah. like there's there's a there's a formula and there's a rhythm to how things work and how they work successfully. And when people play within those lines but challenge them, you know, that's right. that's the ticket. You know. Yeah, I mean, you just did um, the Dirty Heads record. Is that the most recent record you've produced? Um, like full, full, full LP, yeah. Well, well no, the Sublime yeah. with Rome one too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But I mean, you know, that's my band. I got it. But right, yeah, right, right. But uh, yeah, those, those, those are the last two records. I, I, I've done a couple other things in, in between here and there. But uh, yeah, there's this band that just got signed to Capitol Records named Hey Violet. They're like a group of little girls. Oh, I think you were telling me about trip that. on this man. So it's like. <clears throat> Uh, this is a band called like Five Seconds of Summer, and yeah. they're like a young One Direction, but with guitars, you know, and spiky hair. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> most importantly, yeah. And and I mean, they've they've been a band, you know, for probably a couple of years. But like, so they're in stadiums now. I mean, just huge stadium tours around the world. And they wanted an opening band that was all girls. That's what they told the record label. And the record label's like, okay, cool. So Capitol went and found these, these these group of girls, and signed them into a band. And and uh, yeah, they don't have like any music out or anything, but they're opening up on a stadium tour. They're actually, the tour starts today. So are they playing covers or what? No, they we 
they had to like be you know rush into a studio and like you know they had to hire a bunch of songwriters and producers like myself and write new material for them. So you know now they got some songs you know cut and coming out, but I just, I just thought that was such crazy. an interesting situation. Yeah, you know? like truly a, factory made. Yeah. In a sense, yes. I mean, well, yeah, no, two of the them girls have have, and, like, have been a band. They've, yeah, they've, they've been a band for many years. I mean, the the two singers, um, I mean, they're stars, man. They they walk in the building, you're like, okay, I get it. You know, how old are they? Sixteen through okay. eighteen. Okay, and they're, they're they're really young, you know. But but the 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 two sisters, the drummer and the singer, they've been at this shit since they were like eleven, ten years old, you know. And they've been playing shows since they were like 12 years old. Like the whole Bieber thing, dude. You know, they've, they've been in the thing. When I was around skateboarding and, you know, trying to ho- talk to girls, yeah, they were in the fucking studio working, grinding, loading gear up the stage. You know, I can't imagine. So it's an overnight sort of uh, business venture, so to speak. But, you know, these, these kids have been working at it, you know. So the, the talent's there for sure. Now it's getting them caught up. To you know the speed of going on a on a stadium sized tour with no album. Do they have a, yeah? They have a backing band now, or they are the band. They are the yeah. Oh, they do play. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're 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 pretty badass like that. Yeah, the uh, the singer plays bass and sings, and then there's a keyboard backup singer, and then um, the other sis plays drums, and they they have a guitar player. How, how much drumming did the and, and like playing did they do when you were working with them? Like all of it. No, it's like a blend, so to speak. Like, okay, right, you know, right, right. I'll get their parts and like programming. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, and 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 that's for some songs. I mean, for you know, for some songs, it's not necessarily like they might not want like live drums on. Right, you of course. Know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, these days, man. I mean, it's it's that's that's what everybody's hearing. You know. Yep. It's it's just how it is. I will say it's easier that way. Um, with the Dirty Heads record, there's a really good combo of both. Like, I made sure yeah. of that because Matt is a fucking phenomenal drummer. Yeah, he's. I'm really his good. biggest fan. Yeah, I mean he's 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 hands down one of my favorite drummers I've ever got to see him and and record and play. Oh, and he he really is a great drummer and you know having he, he's an in, a very integral part to the Dirty Head sound. Like I I remember the day that they started working with Matt and overnight they became a, a way better band. Is there a track yeah. that we could listen to that with him playing on it that would yeah, well, yeah. that sticks uh, out to you? Sound of change. He's. Yeah, check it out. Kills that one. Yeah, he's he's killer. He's a blast to watch too. Oh, he's so Just, fun. He's come and done some sublime shows too. He's the villain. You know what's if, really rad when actually ever silence. The only other person who oh, can come yeah. play. He does some killer drums on that song in particular. Silence for the choruses. We we had set up two drum sets in in the live room. We had a huge live room, and I had set up a four piece for John John, and I had set up obviously the the fifteen mic right right for Matt. And they had spent like half the day syncopating a drum riff for the the uh, bridge and and the choruses for Science is Deafening. And they would just at the same time play, but in between their heads. And it had this stereo, crazy sound on, on the drums. And yeah, it was, it was rad. It was almost like so fucking... Matt's drums are in like... 15 close mics drums mm-hmm. and then john john's are in like a four a like, four mic set up you know top bottom right, right. and then and then uh and then stereo room but you have both of them in the room uh-huh playing simultaneously together yeah no way they just created this crazy little... 
Yeah, live this song is. Oh, it goes off, man. It is so fun. Check my hardcore written on bamboo. Get another tattoo with a light up a camel. Just might have a bite at night while I might while I light out a candle. When the vibe gets low, when the mind will show, when the voice begin to ramble. Leave me. Yeah, on the video they did on this one too. They're both on drum kit. Are they? So awesome. Yeah. Who makes this? Anthony Kilhoffer. Sounds good. He he does all the Kanye West. I I really wanted to get a hip hop because we had such an alternative sound, and we really wanted to like embody like the hip hop and make the hip hop as hard as it can be. But still have, you know, a very alternative, edgy sound. And the only way to fully capture that, I felt, was to get a fucking hard-hitting urban mixer. And I got Kanye West guy. Yeah, I think it worked really good on it. Yeah. You guys already had enough rock people around doing the yeah. pre-mix and everything. of This build live is just huge. Yeah, the lights and everything, too. You know, I need to get his number from you. Uh, I have a freaking badass, or just his email. I, I need to send him an email. Just Who? Matt. Oh, I have a badass video of him drumming on the 311 cruise. Oh like, yeah, one of those. It's because the way the stages were set up. I like usually aren't behind the drummer. Yeah, down low. And I was like, so oh, imagine, that's always fun. That, yeah, yeah. So, so Maddie's like playing like right there. And of course I couldn't get one for you, because I'm working, but yeah. like I, we were just hanging out for, for dirty head set on the cruise and he was just ripping up top. I should find it and play it. It's so awesome. He just, <laughs> he kills it. Yeah, man. He's, he's a talent. It's, it's like, it, you know, you're a good drummer when it's like fun for people to watch you. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, just play it, man. I just want to watch. Whatever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> also extremely well-trained. Like, yeah man. Yeah I, man. Uh, on our last tour, we were I had, like I was talking about just doing the rudiments, just backstage in my work box, just messing around with some like weighted sticks and stuff. With um, do you have you ever used the drummer's um, uh, stick control from the Modern Drummer? Did you ever mm-hmm. use that book? No. It's like it's just basically basic rudiments, and it's just it was written in like 1932. Like, oh wow! You know, but Maddie walks up and, and I'm like, yeah, dude, like check it out. He's like, oh man, I haven't seen this book in forever. And he just seriously just starts ripping. <laughs> like he just Sounds skips like ahead that. like yeah. ten pages and sight reads this drum part that I'm just like, wow. Oh, he's like, yeah, my marching days, and it's, then just walks off. My marching days. <laughs> he's like, like anyways, like, here's your sticks back. And, you know, yeah, like I was, never, yeah. I was never a real drummer well, when I yeah. listened to yeah. stuff like that. I played some punk and hardcore music and had a blast doing it, but I what you weren't doing that any of that stuff. Yeah. No. Neither was I. Neither was I. But yeah, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed playing, but I knew I was like. I'm like, you're not training at this, like someone who really wants to do it. It was always just for fun. So, Rome, what was that like doing, working on that record? Did you have, like, did you do the, you did the whole thing? That's yeah. the first time you did a whole thing for the, um, the Dirty um, Heads. Yeah. It was, it was, that was my first time doing a full album for a band or, yeah, for someone other than like bands I'm affiliated with. I've done records for other people, but full LP, start to finish, concept and everything. I mean, it was, it, it all, it all like kind of just happened. It fell into place because me, me and Jared always work on music together. Like we've ever since you know we've known each other, we just kind of have always worked together. So when it came down to Dirty Heads are doing a new record, 
um, they obviously wanted to come over to the crib and write some songs with me and, you know, get things going. And we just started doing, doing a couple songs. And then the, the first song that we, we came up with was uh, Sound of Change. And, like, at that point, the guys had both, you know, expressed to me, they're like, dude, if we write another song about fucking palm trees in the beach, I'm going to fucking throw up, you know? Yeah. Like, we want to do something, like, something different, something special this time, you know? And I'm like, cool, you know? And we, so Sound of Change came about, and we all knew it was, like, a really special thing, you know? And, and we, and we kind of, like, you know, uh, just didn't really focus on where the sound was going to go and just kept writing songs mm-hmm. as many as they come. And we wanted to really build a very good live album. After about the halfway point, the guys kind of saw, like, where the music was going and, and the style of production and, you know, that they really wanted to capitalize on, like, the boom factor, you know, of, of the live music, the big drops and the big big bass, you know. So we just, you know, started aiming towards towards that and then went to, went to Texas. Went went to Texas. Thank you, Tom. 3. And um went to Sonic Ranch and then spent spent about a month out there and re- recorded everything and made sense of it all, but we we definitely had some, you know, really badass um features on the album even for producers like my friend Niles and the Cataracts. He did um, My Sweet Summer with me, and then Super Dupes did uh, Medusa, and then uh, Buddha did, uh, uh, like, um, uh, the song we were just listening to, Silence Deafening. So, I mean, and then we had features from Tech 9 and Be Real, so we kind of kept it in the community as much as possible, but we're definitely open, you know, to some badass dudes throwing their hand. Yeah, I mean the whole record is great. Um, I loved watching it every night. It was so yeah. fun. They have the best oh, yeah, live man. show they've yeah. ever had. They, yeah, every every night was great. Um, what would be like your second favorite song you think off of that record? <coughs> Sound of change. End of the world. Really. End end of the world. Yeah, that. I mean that that. I think that is my favorite song on the record. Actually, end of the world. Just I mean, when me and Jared recorded it, it was really like emotional kind of day I guess I don't I don't know how to explain it but the song really took over the vibe of the studio okay and every time I associate like even hearing it right now like it just kind of like brings back just amazing feelings and I, I have a personal connection with this song as as does Jared as well really like this is kind of like our song like in a not gay ass way but, <laughs> no, no, I know but it's like this is the one where we were both like we both went home that day and we're like, dude, we wrote a beautiful song. You know, what it does on radio, who gives a fuck? But I'm so proud that this thing exists in the world. That's, That's almost cool. a better feeling. Yeah, it's I, such I a agree. good feeling, man. Yeah. yeah. Let's check it out. Real strings, too. I played all the pianos on this big, grand Steinberg piano. Oh, is it the one in that? In CDA. Uh, yeah. That Avery. Uh, yeah. Where'd you do the strings? In in Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. They have, like, everyone out there. Like, if you want to bring something in, you're like, we need this section or whatever, they, they seem to always have it. Really? 
That's so funny because I was thinking, it's isn't it pretty far out from like? It's about 25, 30 miles outside of El Paso. We're talking about Sonic Ranch. It's a recording studio. Okay, I've heard of it. I've yeah, it's been. amazing. It's it's how far? It's about thirty miles outside of El Paso. Oh, so that's not that bad. It's not terrible. Oh, it's not too far. It's like Orange County to LA. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, with no traffic though. Right. But you're in the middle of nowhere, literally. Yes. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. You have to be. You know, I mean, I have to be. I do right. too. I think it's important for people it's to helpful. get out of the way. Something about doing shit in LA and then driving back, and you know, just you're so distracted by everything. There's, there's a pub right down the street. There's this, there's that. Oh, the homies want to stop by real quick. You know, like. And then you go home and then your mind's off it. You know, it's something about like going to Sonic Ranch. It, it, it like encompasses and like captures you like in in every way possible you know like you literally wake up and go straight to the studio and then you stay in the studio until your eyes can't stay open anymore and then you go right back to bed because your bed's only 100 yards away yeah it seems like the difference between writing a song versus writing an album like you go out there and write an album yeah not just a song yeah that's definitely an album place yeah jeff and i did a, a record together i produced and engineered and mixed it and with his band called lose control and uh, we I listen did, to that. It's good. Oh, uh, thanks, man. We listen, or we did. We, we listen. Uh, we did all of the vocals and guitar overdubs, like like solos and stuff. Yeah. Up at my parents' cabin in Big Bear. Oh just, yeah. You know, there for like eight days. Just yeah. Turned, yeah. Like, just, he just turned the whole place into a studio. It was yeah, awesome. absolutely. It was so something about just like doing a guitar solo and then like it's three in the morning. You go to sleep and then yeah. waking up and then like finishing the rest of the solo. Uh, oh, so yeah. When you're just living it, it's awesome. Man. There's not even really good cell service there. You know, you so just, like, no girlfriends, no, no work, no nothing. Like this, we're here to finish it, this like, album. Inside, yeah. yeah. You did that a few years ago, didn't you? Yeah, I I got a, a badass cabin on the water up in Big Bear for like a week, and I just put a studio in it I like doing that I, I've done it in Malibu too I go do it at my parents house I, I like I, I like the whole shack up getaway I, I, I do too and, and you know why like I think there's something to be said about being inspired and what doesn't you know it doesn't matter what it is it inspires yeah. you but like uh, for instance um, the first time I ever walked into a real studio I was like this is fucking amazing this is you know I'm inspired by this like place and it makes me want to be creative whereas like you know you walk into a house like full of recording gear and you're like ready to go and like you have nothing else to do but just create yeah like that in itself is inspiring oh it is it's it's like a it's like a clean page kind of exactly yeah and plus like every night we we we, uh the whole time we were there we decided that bill paxton was our do you know who Bill Paxton is? Yeah, the I actor. do. Yeah. yeah, the actor. <laughs> we I, got this weird ass show. I don't dude, even know what it's about. We have a we have an epic VHS collection up there. Wow. That's, yeah, you had some Wasn't he in like, like Twister or something? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was he in Twister? Twister. <laughs> <laughs> we watched like every every Bill Paxton movie that I owned. That was he like was before in, bed after we done recording. We'd pick a theme and we had a Bill Paxton Bill theme Paxton. for the Isn't record. he someone who's been like in like a hundred movies? Yeah, he was in, dude, he was in Titanic. <laughs> True Lies. He He's was the guy actor. looking for the ship. In the beginning That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he ends up in those like almost super important slash almost not there roles exactly. all the time. Well, yeah, in, yeah. In, so good. In True Lies, he's the guy. He's like the the guy that's cheating on. Yeah. His, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's one of my favorite spy roles. Piss of Bill Would a spy piss himself? <laughs> he's just crying. He's got his hands up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. <laughs> a little dick. <laughs> that's yeah. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! 
That's a big role for him that, as yeah. far as like how many lines and whatnot. He yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we spent like the whole week just every night we're done recording. All right, which Bill Paxton movie is nice. it tonight? Yeah, for some reason you have like a, a surplus of Paxton films <laughs> of the cabin. <laughs> hey, the 90s were a great time. They for were. Bill Paxton. For Bill Paxton. <laughs> you know, my high school girlfriend actually really liked him. Like that was on like, her list or something? Yeah, like, like no, 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 that wasn't on her list, but it was like, I, like, I think it was because of Titanic. I, uh, I don't so know. I never a asked her. Bill Paxton fan. But she was yeah. a Bill Paxton fan, and I know that because I was on my way to see my sister in Texas, and I was at LAX, and I saw him, and I got him to sign something for her, and she was beyond excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could do that all the time with how much you travel and just fake someone's signature. True. And be like, oh, I met this guy, and I got him to write this long note to you. Wow, that's a really good idea. You should do that now. I'm going to do that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my presence to everyone from now on. You know what would know be the worst, though, is if you do it to yourself. You oh, just yeah. just fake I, notes. No, yeah. that's not fun. And then you just put you start to believe it. Wall. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. when I met Morgan Freeman. Yeah, it was cool. It was at an airport. It's like, you know. Pass They're just by. framed the yeah. whole entire room. Yeah, just picture him narrating the note that he wrote for be me. perfect. <laughs> that actually, that would be fun. I don't think I could go along with that for too long. I'd if, probably feel bad giving it to someone, too. If I met Morgan Freeman and I actually had like a conversation with him where I felt comfortable enough, I would totally ask him to leave my voicemail message. Oh, oh definitely. Even That's if cool. he just goes, hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. perfect. Like, oh, you want an autograph? No, no, no. Actually, I want a voice message. <laughs> I've got a friend who can do Morgan Freeman's voice perfectly. If you want, if you hey. want it, it's, uh, it's one of those things like faking the signature, but it sounds just as good. Let's do it. I'm in. Yeah. Really I, good voice actor. Hey, that must be. Does he study it? Does he? Did, or he? Yeah, yeah. Um, his name's Sam Haft. He's one of my writing partners on all the cartoons and all that sort of stuff. And he's a actor, comedian, voice actor out in New York. Um, like he started voice acting. Uh, Robin Williams was his, his like godfather, close fr- uh, friend of the family. His dad produced um, Dead Poet Society. Oh and wow! Longtime family friend. But that's like who he started learning how to voice act from when he was a teenager. And he's awesome at it. Like wow, he'll he'll find a voice. I've been walking around New York City with him before, and he found um, uh, oh man, I can't think of his name right now. The ladies' man. Um, oh, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. He found Tim Meadows' voice, but very specifically loud Tim Meadows' voice when he's like yelling and whatnot. Yeah. He did that for an entire night walking through New York City, just yelling things at people. I have what? like a nine minute recording of him just just yelling the the most random absurd things, and that's what he'll do. He'll find a voice, and for like a week, sometimes you'll have entire conversations with him in that voice because that's how he gets it. That's cool. That's what that's you need how, to do, Mike. That's how he just solidifies stick with one, it. one of those vo- your voices. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Mike does a ton of impressions. You say just, stick it, with one of them for a week. Like, and yeah, it's like training, practicing anything. If you right. just do if it for a long time, so if like if he just does his normal speech in this person's voice. Figures it out and he can do it. And that's what he happens. He does the best Christopher Walken in the world. Really? No joke. Everyone Dakota? Does... No, no. God, no. Sam. Yeah, Sam. Sam, Sam, Sam legitimately good, does it. Good impersonations. Dakota. How is Dakota? Dakota's good. good. Gloop. Good old Gloop. Yeah. Augustus. Augustus. Um, yeah, the, the voice acting thing has always intrigued me. But really? I just I've never pursued any like or even thought about doing it. It's its own thing. It 
definitely is. I've watched more and more people do it over the years, and I'm like, wow, I, I don't know how to voice act at they all. They got a rad documentary about that, too. Yeah, oh, I've, yeah. I've uh, seen it. Uh, they have voices, two, actually. Voices. You, voice I recognize that I recognize that voice or something. Yeah. I forget. Um, it's a big red. Uh, I know that voice. With the, I know that voice. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. is. Yeah. Um, yeah, There's, Andrea Romano's on there and stuff, and she's like, She's the the voice director um, and and hirer of most of the voices since the early '90s, since everything back to Animaniacs and everything. Like, oh, so like all cartoon stuff and everything is her. She's wow, it's insane. crazy because I mean, I could imagine getting good at a few phrases, but to just have it be second nature to sound like someone is yeah. Well, what they talk about in the documentary too is like sometimes you don't want to be Murray from um, you know uh, what's it called uh, Flight of the Concords, but you need to be Murray and some other character and getting right. those two voices to blend is like that, that is the voice. That's the character that you're going after. Yeah. And, and the old voice actors who did all the like Looney tunes and, and stuff like that. The, they do. Yeah. Those are the hardest voices to mimic. Mimicking some of the voices on. Those gotta be hard, man. Yeah. I mean, they look all, I feel like it's almost like kids, but on crack. Yeah. yeah. I feel like almost the most iconic voices you hear on a cartoon are the hardest to mimic. Oh yeah, like, I would I say so. Can't do. I can't figure that one out. I, I would imagine that those guys were all wasted while they were doing it too. I don't know why. Just because back then it was a booze in time. Most of them, no, not during <laughs> it. Probably yeah. after and whatnot. Porky Pig guy was just on a shit little blow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all, folks. That's stuff's possible. <laughs> you can go into that job naked if you want. That's the best part about it. Go do whatever you want. I guess so. Yeah, face for radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way to do it. All right, well, I think we should wrap up. It's been about 75 minutes here. Um, anything else I was thinking? Yeah. No. About time to- the only thing we missed was Burnout by Green Day. That's oh, cool. <laughs> Burnout. <laughs> Which is pretty good fitting. Ender, right? Yeah. <laughs> about to do the same, I guess. Hold on. I, I got to start that do again. Do remember Definitely. this song. <laughs> yeah. This fill at the beginning. It's is so like, good. Man. My buddy Mike is a, a, a drum tech And uh, he's like Trey Cool's number one Studio drum tech only And he calls Je- uh, Trey Cool Like the uh, punk rock Jeff Porcaro Just because of his hi-hat <laughs> It's just like just perfect His hi-hat I know really. dude it's like and, and, and when he hits a ride and shit, yeah. it's all just so on on point. I love that what got them popular again and got them to their biggest point in their career was redoing what they had done like 10 years previously, but a little bit better. What, and like with, again. With American Idiot? Yeah, they just like it's. Them copying themselves essentially. They're Pretty much. Like, All right, we'll go back to this, but we can do it better now. Yeah, so I just wish. I still miss when this was like the be- the coolest. Smart. You know, like it was the best. Yeah, just a nothing crazy. Just a punk band up there playing songs. Now they're doing Broadway. Cutest album ever. One yeah, of- now they're doing Broadway. Are they? <laughs> so oh, yeah, they American got a second, American idiot. They got a second Broadway thing coming up. I don't know what it is, but they're doing another one. Oh, this little drum yeah. solo. I'm 
Yeah. Special time. They crushed it. Anyway, Rome, thank you very much. Dude, thank you guys for coming over here and talking with my ass, man. Yeah, it's been yeah. fun. Thank you. A good time. We have to do it again um, on tour. Yeah, man, yeah. this summer. It's going to be fucking rad. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we just got to, I'm going to bust this out every every day. Kaleo and I uh, did a song together. Uh, you know that song? Yeah. Well, it's it's on our record now, and uh, we'll be performing that live, so that, that'll be cool. Oh, you and Kaleo are going to do it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm going to have him come up. And nice. Can't wait to hear oh, it. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Another. It's a cool little track. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah, it'll be rad. It was fun being there, too, while you guys were doing it. Yeah, man, that, that was a rad experience. I mean, I, I, never, I never got to work with Kaleo in the studio. We always hang out and shit on the road, but... We never uh, got to jump jump in the studio and write a song together, so that was that was rad. Yeah, well, dude, thank you so much. And um, new Sublime album is out this summer. Out this summer, tour begins what day? July sixteenth. Yeah, wow. I love how Cali. I'm on the same tour. And <laughs> you guys have different roles, though. Yeah, I just, just they tell me where. I'm to be. surprised he knows. Yeah, I'm surprised I just he didn't do an just interview, look at me so and ask. <laughs> <laughs> Rome's got it written on the back of his hand just for every every occasion. Yeah, 16th. Awesome. It's going to be fun. Nice yep. summer out. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. For more information about Another Take, please go to anothertake.net. You can find photos and videos from the show and a link to our Spotify page with a playlist from today's episode. 